If a tree falls in the forest, make a table out of it? I am not a foodie. Foodie, noun. A person, usually white, who has a refined interest, frequently bordering on sexual, in food and drink. Foodieism is not my scene. I've never been to a restaurant opening, I've never been on a wine tour, I don't know what channel Food Network is on, I've never fucked a sandwich. Don't judge, it happens. In the interest of full disclosure, I did take a cheese class once, but it was for a birthday party. Also, cheese is delicious. There are a few reasons for my foodiness-less status. For one, ever since I lost my sense of smell in a poker game, my sense of taste is not what it once was. More than anything else, though, I just don't care that much about food. Sure, I like some things more than others, but I've never had a transcendental experience with a meal like some, usually white, people have had. Despite my foodiness less, however, I think I can still appreciate a good meal, though. I can tell the difference between a quality burger and some fast food not-quite-meat between not-quite-buns. I'm not a caveman. And while I am a picky eater, there's a distinction between pickiness and foodiness. In fact, they're practically opposites. That said, I do have some quasi-foodie habits these days. I say quasi because I am less concerned with the food itself so much as I am the way it is prepared. I've become increasingly susceptible to any restaurant that touts itself as green. Your vegetables are all pesticide-free, non-GMO, and locally sourced? Oh yeah. Your electricity comes from carbon-neutral artisanal wind power? Tell me more. Your tables are from storm-salvaged trees and reclaimed wood? Don't stop. Your meat comes from free-range, grass-fed, all-natural, college-educated cattle, chicken, bison, elk? I'll have what she's having. The key to a man's heart is through his stomach. The key to my heart is through sustainably sourced ingredients and wood from fallen barns. But the foodies are the weird ones, though, I swear. The hippiest trend, read most obnoxious trend, in environmentally conscious eating these days are farm-to-table restaurants. A farm-to-table restaurant is one where all of the food served at the restaurant is grown locally, often at a farm dedicated specifically to the restaurant. The menu changes from week to week or even day to day depending on what's fresh. Whatever is in season on the farm will be on the table. Just picked fruits and berries, freshly slaughtered meat, eggs so fresh they taste like the hen just deposited them directly into your mouth, lettuce so crisp you... Actually, the lettuce tastes exactly the same. It's like 95% water. I've been to a few farm-to-table restaurants on both sides of the country, and the most ridiculous one, keeping in mind that they're all pretty ridiculous has got to be Blue Hill at Stone Barns. As a rule, any restaurant that's called blank at blank is going to be pretty fancy-schmancy, minus your occasional McDonald's at Walmart. Blue Hill at Stone Barns is located in upstate New York, specifically in Pocantico Hills, New York, continuing in the long tradition of silly upstate New York town names. Pocantico Hills is a little rural town on the outskirts of the semi-already rural and also awesomely named Terrytown. You drive past a pretty legit castle on the way there, if that gives you any idea of the neighborhood. Upon arriving at Stone Barns, you're greeted by, uh, a bunch of barns made of stone, as advertised. Stone Barnes' Stone Barns were commissioned as a dairy farm in the 1930s by John D. Rockefeller, Jr., Seventy-some-odd years later, in 2004, the Stone Barn Center for Food and Agriculture opened and Blue Hill Restaurant along with it. 
Blue Hill occupies what used to be the old slaughterhouse. It's the nicest damn slaughterhouse you ever did see. You can still see the old meat hooks on the ceilings. It's so nice the Obamas have been known to dine there on occasion. Damn. The head chef and owner of Blue Hill is a guy named Dan Barber. He's a pretty big deal in the farm-to-table community. He's written books and given TED Talks and serves on the President's Council on Physical Fitness, Sports, and Nutrition. The whole kitten caboodle. He makes a delicious kitten caboodle, by the way. I've eaten at Blue Hill precisely once. I had a multiple-course dinner, and everything was delicious. I am not being paid to say this, nor did I pay to eat there. Have I mentioned that the Obamas have dined there? Being a picky eater, not everything was up my alley, but the whole farm-to-table thing did warm my heart. Knowing that the salad ingredients had been picked earlier that day a few hundred feet away made them that much tastier. Knowing that the pork was from a pig that had been killed earlier that day just for me and the few dozen rich white people around me made it that much saltier. I besmirched cavemen earlier, but they were onto something, man. They ate food. Crazy, I know. They collected berries and killed animals and then ate them. No processing, no shipping and handling, no additives or preservatives. Farm to table. Or, well, woods to cave floor. Still, same idea. Cavemen were the original foodies. They ate healthier than we do today and with far less environmental impact. We could learn a thing or two from them. And I mean that literally. One or two things. I mean, come on. It's cavemen we're talking about here. 